New Year, same Very Cold Fridge. And with that, welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 76. Yes, it is the first episode of the new year. Yes, it is. Today, we got one simple thing to talk about in this uh, first episode of the new year, and that is the 49ers. Yes, we're going to be talking some 49ers on today's show, um, and we're going to be talking about their game um, coming soon against the Houston Texans. Um, it's the last home game of the season for the 49ers in week 17, and um, you know there's some intrigue in this one because um, we don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback. Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Or is it going to be Trey Lance, the rookie first round pick from this year? So a lot of question marks in this one as the Niners take on the Houston Texans um, coming soon in week 17. Uh, obviously, before we begin, I wanted to share um, the social media uh, where you can find this podcast, um, you know, all the shebang and the shebang. So make sure uh, you listen to the show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. And follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And you know, make sure you leave all the glowing reviews or even the bad ones <laughs> of this podcast, you know, so I can see what I like or see how I can improve on the show. So with that being said, let's talk about this upcoming game for the 49ers against the Houston Texans. And, you know, for the Texans, you know, despite how bad this season has gone for them, you know, they they're a pretty bad team this year. Um, you know, first year head coach, David Coley, he's a pretty old guy. Um, I think this is his first head coaching gig, I believe, but don't, don't quote me on that. And, um, you know, you got a pretty bad roster, um, overall, and you have no Deshaun Watson who is battling. If you remember, um, several months ago, almost a year ago, uh, us talking about this uh, tricky situation with uh, Desha- Deshaun Watson and his uh, sexual uh, allegations. And yes, it was a very tricky subject. He's still in the midst of all of that. So he is, hasn't played all year long and for obvious reasons. And the only positives in this um, Texans organization is, well... Um, things like things we're going to get into such as a rookie quarterback and a veteran wide receiver. I mean, heading into this game, however, um, from last week in week 16, the Texans, as you might've known by now, they actually managed to pull off an upset of sorts, you know, despite not having a bunch of players, um, in this game, about 20 of them, because a bunch of them were on the COVID reserve list, um, including their best player in Brandon Cook's. Um, they managed to overcome a a LA Chargers team that was also uh, pretty depleted uh, by COVID, and not only overcame them but blew them out of the water. They pretty much whacked them. Um, yes, Davis Mills led this Texans team to a very big upset. They pretty much spoiled the Chargers um, in their chances at you know getting ever so close to a playoff berth and. Mind you, the Texans also cost the Chargers a chance at trying to get the AFC West because by costing the Chargers um, this this victory, they managed to help the Chiefs clinch the AFC West. So the Texans playing the role of spoiler, even though they're well positioned to gain a top draft pick. 
So in this game, um, I guess the Chargers, you know, Davis Mills, the, the rookie quarterback, he had pretty much had perhaps his best performance of the season by far, slicing and dicing the Chargers for most of the game. And the Texans defense, you know, they, they typically had allowed a lot of points for most of the season, but they just kept going at Justin Herbert and this offense. They kept them in check for a lot of this game. And it resulted in a 41 to 29 blowout. And forget the box score. This game was a total blowout by by any stretches of the mean. Meanwhile, for the 49ers, um, you know, they still remain alive in the NFC wildcard race. And, you know, it, it's there's still some concerns, though. There's still some concerns with this Niners team. You know, not only with the fact that they lost a Thursday night contest before Christmas um, to the Texans rivals, the Tennessee Titans, um, in a game that saw the Niners failing to take advantage of a stagnant Tennessee team that was struggling on offense um, from in, for much of the first half. And they couldn't take advantage because, well, Jimmy Garoppolo um, couldn't move the offense. They couldn't punch in the end zone after the first touchdown. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw a blatant interception in the end zone and managed to throw another one to start the second half. And that allowed the Titans to come back alive. So not only that, he also suffered a broken thumb um, in that game. And that leaves his availability in doubt. But nonetheless, they're still alive in the playoff race. But questions remain about Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he going to start? Or is Trey Lance going to start in this game? And, you know, obviously the secondary has been trashed this year. And they're, they're playing pretty badly. And the Titans, for as bad as they are on offense, <laughs> they exposed um, the, the 49ers defense for what they are. So, you know, going into this game, you know, the, the Texans, um, let's start with them. You know, we know the season so far um, for the Houston Texans. Um, we know their story, at least, entering this 2021. You know, they fired their former head coach and uh, GM, Bill O'Brien. Yes, that dumbass Bill, that dumbass Bob. Um, he was fired um, mid-last season um, because, well, he was a terrible, terrible GM. <laughs> he was also a mid-head coach. And the thing that really triggered uh, the firing of Bill O'Brien was trading away DeAndre Hopkins, um, the star wide receiver for Arizona now, um, for pretty much a bag of chips. Yes, pretty much a bag of chips. And then, meanwhile, entering the season, as I mentioned already, um, the Texans then franchise QB Deshaun Watson um, was and still is facing a litany of uh, sexual assault civil suits that have yet to be resolved, and as well as the fact that even before those came to light, Deshaun Watson was trying to trade his way um, out of the organization. He was trying to demand, demand a trade, so much so that the, that he wanted to even try to get traded to the 49ers at one point. So that was pretty much the story of the Texans heading into this 2021 season. But here we are now. Um, that Deshaun Watson is still with the Texans and well, he hasn't played any games um, for obvious reasons, like I mentioned. So under first year head coach, uh, David Coley, who the Texans ended up hiring, um, you know, Houston enters this game four and 11, uh, no surprise um, because well, a lot of these players are under one year rentals and um, they're pretty old. A lot of these players are pretty damn old. And I guess because none of the players that are young want to play for Houston. <laughs> 
um, because of everything terrible that's happening with this organization right now. So anyway, back on topic, back on track, you know, they sit at four and 11. They're already well eliminated from uh, postseason uh, consideration. But then again, they were never even um, <laughs> had playoff uh, hopes to begin with. And, you know, they're currently seated as the third overall pick in the draft um, this April. And, you know, things can change from then and there. And, you know, since they blew out the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one to get their first win of the season, they went on a seven-game losing streak. And they themselves have been getting shellacked by allowing at least more than 20 points um, in each of their games. Because most of their defense can't cover for shit against quality opponents. And, you know, even though they endured a seven-game losing streak and after the bye week in week 10, they actually managed to get a upset win and their second victory in week 12 against the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, at the time, the Titans were pretty much uh, looking pretty bad. Um, they looked absolutely lost, especially on offense without Derrick Henry, who was um, injured and lost for um, the regular season, at least. And then since that win, you know, the Texans, they went, you know, three and three, you know, including that win against the Titans. Um, they lost to the Jets, the Colts, and the Seahawks, but they beat the Titans. They beat the Jaguars. I mean, no surprise, everyone beats the Jaguars. And most recently, they beat the Clippers. Yes, they beat the Clippers. And, you know, still, this is a 4 and 11 team. They're pretty bad. Um, you know, their defense sucks, and their offense is uh, very below average, but, you know, there are some positives. Um, and if you want some positives for this Texans team, two standout players uh, come out to mind. Um, first of all is the the receiver, Brandon Cooks. You know, despite, you know, being traded there uh, against his will, <laughs> um, you know, he has been the leading receiver um, by a long mile. And um, he's played relatively well despite the terribleness of the rest of the team. Um, you know, he, he, he's breaking, he's breaking, um, I guess, personal records for him but not for the team i guess and you know he's doing he's doing relatively well um especially for the last player i'm going to mention um rookie third round pick um back in april quarterback from stanford davis mills so this is kind of a homecoming for mr mills um he's gonna be milling the farm um back in stanford um you know he saw his first game action when he had to play in relief for the initial starter Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> man, every time Tyrod Taylor starts um, a game, he immediately gets uh, replaced. So anyway, um, you know, Tyrod Taylor got injured in week two against the Browns. And then initially, um, Mr. Mills struggled. He, you know, he struggled with accuracy. Um, he also struggled uh, with a terrible offensive line and, um, you know, struggled with turnovers, you know, pretty like rookie, pretty much typical rookie mistakes. Um, in his first in the first games that he started um, you know he still had some flashes against um, the one good game he played against uh, the New England Patriots but uh, you know still some like typical like rookie inexperience but since he took over for Tyrod Taylor again in week 14 um, after the Seahawks game you know he's actually done pretty decently um, he's he's managed to find his receivers better and uh, he's limited the turnovers a little bit um, and even if he does turn the ball over, it's not necessarily his fault. Um, sometimes they are, though. Um, and the offensive line, you know, has protected him a little better, but not that much better. But, you know, even when he's getting close to getting sacked, he just gets rid of the ball 
um, faster, and you know, the receiver managed to find it. But still, again, this team is still pretty bad. But again, Davis Mills and Brian Cooks are the two positives that they can hold on to um, heading to next year. Um, and again, one of those positives um, is that Week 16 blowout upset over the LA Clippers, uh, 41 to 29. Um, and this was despite um, the Texans being more COVID depleted than the Clippers. Yes. Meanwhile, for the 49ers entering this uh, important must-win Week 17 game, um, no matter how much I <laughs> despise it, um, you know, they're still in a position to make the playoffs. They're eight and seven. They're currently the sixth seed above the Philadelphia Eagles, who are also eight and seven. Um, the Niners shot themselves in the foot a little bit on Thursday night last week against the Tennessee Titans because Jimmy Garoppolo failed to lead the offense into taking advantage against a stagnant and stuck Ryan Tannehill-led offense. And Jimmy G couldn't punch in any scoring opportunities after the first touchdown of the game. Jimmy G literally uh, took away one with one interception in the end zone where he just forced it into one of the Titans defenders that was like clearly covering George Kittle. And then he threw a couple of near interceptions before throwing another one to open the second half. And he underthrew a wide open Kyle Juszczyk for what could have been another touchdown to in oh honestly i talked about this in my christmas day episode last week where the niners could have been up 21 to nothing it could have been an entirely different game but um jimmy garoppolo was just like not willing to punch in the opportunities and like his receivers did everything they could um but jimmy g didn't couldn't couldn't do his end and you know the failure on Jimmy G, and I don't want to rag on him too much because of what I'm going to say next. You know, his his inefficiency led to um, the Titans eventually adjusting their game plan, adjusting on offense, and you know Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, and they were able to come back in this game, and this turned out to be a big loss for the Niners, and certainly um, it, that big loss turns into a little loss uh, later on. But still, this was a very winnable game for San Francisco against a Titans team that has cooled down significantly and you gave them back the momentum. So despite this loss uh, by San Francisco, you know, this turned out to be a glass half full situation for them because um, when it comes to their delusional playoff hopes, um, the Philadelphia Eagles did beat the New York Giants easily. I mean, everyone beats the New York Giants. Um, the, the New Orleans Saints who were COVID depleted. They were starting um, their fourth round rookie, um, da- uh, not Davis Mills, uh, Ian Brook. Um, he looked raw. He looked inexperienced. Um, the Saints went on to lose to the Miami Dolphins 20-3 on Monday Night Football um, to close out week 16. So this, the Niners did get some help, at least, with the Saints losing. And the Saints are, are a loss away from being eliminated um, from playoff contention. And they, the Niners will get a little bit more help if the Packers beat the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so it'll bolster their chances a little bit more. But in essence, you know, the Niners have a little bit more chance to net their postseason, uh, sadly, their spot. You know, if they take care of business at home in their last uh, home game at Levi's for the season, if they beat the Texans and the Saints somehow lose to Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers um, around that same time on Sunday. 
I don't know how realistic that'll be, but you know, anything can happen on any given Sunday. But obviously, the biggest question for the 49ers is not whether or not they can clinch that playoff spot, but it's whether or not um, who's going to be starting at quarterback. It's it's going to be interesting. You know, is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, and we all like if you don't follow like the Niners news or whatnot. And Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a right thumb fracture um, in his throwing hand, and yeah, it got he he injured his thumb, and clearly it, it could be affecting him. And I know Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan is downplaying the situation. They say it doesn't require surgery. Um, it's only a mild sprain. Um, he, there's a chance he could start on Sunday against the Texans. Um, and you know they can downplay it all they want. But it's not such a wide idea to do so. Just ask Russell Wilson how that's going, how that's how their season turned out when uh, they then Wilson and the Seahawks decided to rush his ass back out there. So yeah, ask Russell Wilson how that went. So it's also worth pointing out that uh, Jimmy G, so far uh, as I'm recording this, um, he hasn't participated in team practices yet um, for two days straight, Wednesday and Thursday. He hasn't. Uh, participate in like practices so far now if he logs in a friday practice whether it be full or limited i mean it it kind of gives him a chance to start this game but again i advise against it because it can make his uh, injury worse um but you know if he doesn't then it could point to him being out for a must-win game um for as much as (laughs) i think it's delusional so that leads us with rookie quarterback trey lance so we, we already saw um, Trey Lance start one game um, back in week five because Jimmy Garoppolo was injured in that game with, I think it was like an ankle sprain, um, I believe. So we already saw him uh, start against the Arizona Cardinals in week five. And um, it wasn't honestly the greatest start um, for Trey Lance for his NFL career because, um, well, he was doing a lot of design runs and uh, he, was, he wasn't really throwing the ball. A lot of it had to do with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Um, and this came against a Arizona Cardinals team was being pretty limited by the Niners defense. You know, the Niners defense was doing a pretty good job in that game. It was just that Kyle Shanahan, during that game, limited the play calling for, for Trey Lance. I mean, it was, was it a sign that Kyle Shanahan didn't want to, like, expose his rookie quarterback too much? Or was it just Trey Lance was just not ready yet? So... Kyle did mention this uh, the past week that Trey Lance since then has improved a lot during practices. So whether or not that translates to the field, if he does start on Sunday, we'll see. So for some keys to victory um, for the Houston Texans, the offensive line for as bad as it is, they have to protect Davis Mills at all costs. Um, they're going up against perhaps one of the best defensive lines uh, since they faced the Colts in week 13. Um, you're going up against Nick Boza, Samson Ebicom, Eric Armstead, Arden Key. So, for the Texans offensive line, there are a lot of random guys that, honestly, like, for for as much as I, like, see the highlights of the Houston Texans <laughs> when I do these, like, general NFL recap shows, yeah, the Texans O-line is not great. So, the Texans have to find a way um, to protect Davis Mills at all costs. And on the other side, you got to find a way to make Trey Lance uncomfortable. Uh, 
the Texans overall on defense, they're not good either, but they just have to find a way to make Trey Lance and his skin. They have to get they have to get under him. Whether it be up front with the pass rush or attempting to cover guys, shadow Debo Samuel, George Kittle, or Brandon Ayuk, or find a way to stuff that running game overall. Speaking of stuffing the running game, that's what you have to do. You know, the Texans still managed to allow Justin Jackson, uh, Austin Eckler's backup, to pretty much run over them um, in this in that game in Week 16. So you know, the Niners are a pretty run-heavy team with Elijah Mitchell. Um, whether he plays in this game, even if he doesn't, they're still pretty run-reliant with um, Jeff Wilson Jr. and um, hell, Debo Samuel's now involved in the running game. So the Texans. Got to find a way to build a wall around this uh, Niners run-oriented attack. Now, for the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, he has to allow Trey Lance to throw the ball. He has to, like, call some plays for Trey Lance to get his feet wet with passing the ball in regular season action. You know, the reason why the Niners lost this game in Arizona back in Week 5, you know, this is a game the Niners honestly could have pulled off an upset in because, you know, Kyle Shanahan just wouldn't call plays um, for Trey Lance to actually show showcase his arm. So instead of that, Kyle would call plays that would prevent Trey Lance from throwing near the 75% of the time. Instead, you would get like a lot of designed runs, a lot of quarterback keepers by Trey Lance in that game. So two months have passed since that time, and uh, well, yes, I get it. Kyle doesn't want to uh, doesn't want other teams to get a lot of tape um, for his pet project in Trey Lance. But, you know, at the same time, it's time to see whether or not Trey Lance is the dude um, heading into next season when eventually it's going to be the, just the Trey Lance show and not Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Then the offense, if Trey Lance starts on Sunday, again, it's not a given at this point, but we're, I'm assuming at this point with Jimmy Garoppolo's status, um, the offense got to help Trey Lance out. And, I mean, it's still the same case with Jimmy Garoppolo um, if he's... If he, Trots his outs, it trots its outs out there, but the offensive line has to help. Um, needs to give Trey Lance time to throw, and you know not go into like full Lamar Jackson mode. Um, I mean Kyle Shanahan obviously has to like help him out with that too, but you know the offensive line ha- has to do Trey Lance a lot of favors by giving him time to throw. Um, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and other guys like Jawan Jennings and Elijah Mitchell. They need to run the routes, get open for Trey Lance to to throw to them. And they just got to simply get open. They got to do their jobs. So this has to be a full concentrated effort by the offense. And last but not least, the secondary. They got to help out the front seven. You know, last week, the front seven, uh, the defensive line was getting burned to hell um, late in the game because, well, the secondary couldn't cover for shit against A.J. Brown. Yes, they were single-handedly getting their ass beat by A.J. Brown. So, Brandon Cooks is going to be Davis Mills' primary target. Um, and whether it's going to be Ambry Thomas or Kwan Williams or Emmanuel Mosley, if he comes back um, for this game, like, whoever's going to be covering Brandon Cooks, they, not, they have to keep shadowing him. They have to keep on him. They have to be, like, toe-for-toe, route-for-route with him. Because if they don't, well... <laughs> you're going to get burnt just like you did with A.J. Brown last week. And while the rest of the secondary, especially washed-ass Josh Norman, um, they need to keep tabs on Mills' other random guys like 
Chris Conley, Jordan Atkins, even the running back Rex Burkhead and Nico Collins. And if they don't do that, well, the defensive line is going to get burnt out again. And, um, you know, if the 49ers can't cover like these random guys um, from the Houston Texans, um, I don't know what to tell you, man. These corners and safeties, like like I said last week, they need a complete overhaul. Um, and if they can't cover even the Texans' random receivers, yeah, it's a big indication that, yeah, this secondary needs a big, big overhaul. So what do you guys think will happen in this game between the 49ers and the Houston Texans? Do you think there will be an upset uh, on the horizon like what happened last week? Or do you think the Niners will get the job done, uh, whether it's with Jimmy starting or with Trey Lance starting? I'm leaning towards Trey Lance starting, um, considering with the way things are going um, in practices. So I think the Niners um, will get it done um, with Trey Lance as long as Kyle Shannon, you know, lets him, lets him fly, lets him spread his wings um even then even then so i think the niners will get this done um granted they don't fuck this up i mean they can't possibly fuck this up right <laughs> they can't possibly f this up um against a pretty pretty bad texas team but again you can never you can never sleep on the terrible teams in the nfl unless if you're the all elite jacksonville jaguars but that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the first one of the new year. I mean, pretty straightforward to the point. Um, it's just a little preview episode um, for this matchup between the 49ers and the Houston Texans. But let me know um, what you think is going to happen um, this coming uh, week for the 49ers. But that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. Um, thank you for tuning in to this fine, fine episode. Make sure to tune in to Very Cold Lasagna whether it's on YouTube or the other podcast platforms. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at VeryColdLasagna. And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge. Your take on the world of pro wrestling and sports in the fridge. Very cold, but also spicy, uh, like Garfield the Cat. Anyway, everyone, welcome to the new year. Welcome to 2022. And, well, two games left for the 49ers. Let's just hope they don't fuck this one up. (laughs) Anyway, until next time. Peace out.